Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at how to recapture cash flow through tax strategies. My guest in this episode is Diane Gardner from Your Tax Coach. She is a best-selling author, certified tax coach, and an enrolled agent. Diane's expertise lies in the area of tax planning. Her goal is to make sure successful entrepreneurs across the United States are paying the least amount of income tax they legally have to pay. As a tax coach, she offers a free tax analysis for those interested in finding out if they're overpaying their income taxes. Her goal is to save taxes one business at a time through the use of proactive tax planning. Diane is also a believer in the mastermind and coaching concepts. She leads the Business Breakthrough Mastermind Group and offers coaching services to other entrepreneurs. If you're interested in joining our investors group, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash investors group and fill out an application form and or email me at info at cashflowninja.com to start the discussion to see if you're a good fit for our group. And if you're in the Philadelphia, Bucks County and or Southern New Jersey area, we are hosting a live investors meetup event every month in Newtown, Pennsylvania. For more information on the monthly event and information on how to join us at our next live event, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash events. I am also speaking at the Multifamily Investor Nation Summit coming up on June 27th through June 29th. It's a three-day information-packed event for multifamily investors with over 1,000 attendees and over 50 speakers. You will hear from experts about finding deals, raising capital, underwriting strategies, selecting markets, and much, much more. To access the event, you could go to apartmentevent.com to grab your ticket and use promo code NINJA to get $100 off. If you are like many of the listeners of the show, you're always looking for unique ways to protect and grow your hard-earned capital. But sometimes, that's easier said than done. The key to investing late in the cycle is identifying favorable opportunities on a risk-adjusted basis. That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $20 million to mobile home parks, cell storage, and workforce housing due to the ability to generate asymmetric returns while protecting their investors' portfolios. If you're interested in learning more, head over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M-Capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobshire, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cashflow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cashflow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Diane, welcome to the show. Hey, MC. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to share some great information with your listeners today. 
Yeah, so so great to meet you and I really enjoyed our conversation prior to this interview already. So excited to jump into our discussion today. I think, uh, Diana, a great place to start uh, is if you want to share a little bit about uh, your background and your journey with my listeners. You bet. Several years ago now, I was a traditional accountant. I was nice and boring. I just did all the work that people wanted me to do and I was perfectly happy doing that. Well, then along came the recession. And we all know that the recession gave a lot of opportunities for you to reinvent yourself because what you had may not be working as well because of the, um, the fluctuation you know, throughout the United States and everything that was happening. So when that opportunity arose, I decided I needed to specialize and not be a generalist any longer. So part of that specializing was learning how to do proactive tax planning. And not just learning how to do it, but learning how to do it all across the U.S. That was a huge fear, was I was stepping outside of my comfort zone of Idaho. So I now have clients in about 35-ish states. That might be a little higher by now. And we're able to put a bunch of money back in their pockets legally by using IRS-approved, court-tested strategies that work year after year after year. And it allows me to be a tax superhero. Fantastic. And there's a lot happening in Texas. There <laughs> the is. biggest change in, in uh, tax law in 31 years. What are some of the biggest changes to tax basics and brackets uh, that, that uh, folks should know about? Well, to give you just a quick little thumbnail sketch of the new tax law, um, tax brackets were decreased. So if somebody was in the, I'm just going to start at the bottom, at the 15% bracket, they're now in the 12% bracket. If they were in 25, they're in 22. So that was just a nice small amount of tax savings that hit pretty much everybody. In addition to that, we saw things like the child tax credit being doubled from $1,000 to $2,000 per child. Uh, personal exemptions went away, so we no longer are able to deduct ourselves, our children as a dependent. But for families that have children, we have the child tax credit that, that got doubled. Uh, standard deduction basically doubled. And so for a lot of people who may or may not have itemized in the past, most of my clients are not itemizing anymore. So that's taken away a few little strategies that we used to work with with people. Moving on over into the business world, we see, saw a lot happening in the depreciation um, area as far as traditional businesses and then real estate investment. So there's some nice strategies now in depreciation with some bonus depreciation with the ability to utilize cost segregation on buildings and that type of stuff in the real estate investment world. We have new tax brackets in the corporate world for those that are operating as a C corporation. In the past, the average C corporation or the highest bracket was about 35%, and that's now dropped down to 21%. But for those of us, the rest of us who are not operating as C corporations, the pass-through monies are, that are passing through via a K-1 or some um, document like that and landing on your personal income tax return are now being taxed at that lower rate. Plus, we have my new favorite strategy, the new qualified business income deduction. At the beginning, it was so confusing, but now that we've, we've gone through a tax season, it is a wonderful deduction that allows you 
to basically take the net profit of your business, multiply it times 20%, and take that as an additional brand new deduction on your income tax return. And I totally oversimplified that. I don't want to get into technical details for you. No, appreciate that. So there's so there's a lot of things happening with tax brackets and some of the tax basics. Um, one of the things that stand out for me as well um, is some of the changes pertaining to families and folks um, having uh, family members or children working in the business or spouses working in the business. What um, what are some of the things happening uh, in the in, as far as um, with regarding to families? That's a wonderful area now because in the past, if you hired your child or your children, we were able to pass through about $6,300 before it started becoming taxable. So that would be wages that you paid them out of the business. Now under the new tax law, we get to pass through about $12,000 worth. So that creates some nice planning strategies for mom and dad, whether they're hiring their children, sometimes they're hiring their retired parents to come and work in their business, giving the retired parents some income that basically could end up being tax-free depending on their, you know, their, um, what's on their personal tax returns. So it's a great way to look at both sides of it, not just children, but also some retired parents, especially if you're helping to support them in some fashion. It's a nice way to take that write-off through your business and possibly put it on their tax return at a zero rate or a very low rate. Very interesting. And estate taxes, that was a, another big topic too during the, um, yeah, when, when this uh, new tax law was released. It was. We bumped that estate tax way up there. I think it's right around the 11 million mark right now. So a nice, a nice strategy for right now for tax planning. Unfortunately, we know that these rates are basically locked in through 2025, but we don't know what's going to happen after that. And estate planning tends to have a little bit longer look at things than some of the other strategies do. Because if we get somebody's estate all set up to stay under the, the deadline for today, and then things change in 2025, that estate plan may not work as well as we would hope it would work. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something to look at because um, that was definitely one of the big uh, topics right, right there. You mentioned businesses and um, you've mentioned cost segregation for real estate investors. Um, let's talk a little bit about the deductions uh, for businesses um, that this new bill uh, includes and covers as well. Well, if we look at it in the real estate world, with the new qualified business income deduction, um, in the past, rental properties would not have qualified for that or investment properties. So the example is I have an accounting firm. I own my own building. I rent my building from my LLC. And in the past, that would have been considered completely, totally passive income. Under the new tax law, for purposes of the new qualified business income deduction, we have a new definition for what is an active business. It's only for the purposes of that deduction. And if I spend sufficient amount of time in my business operating my building like a business, there's a potential for me to take that new qualified business income deduction uh, for my own rental profit right on my personal tax return. So that's a huge thing because rental has always been considered completely, totally passive. 
So that was a big score out there in the rental investment type community. Uh, been a lot of buzz, a lot of people talking about that. During this last tax season, I would say the majority of my clients all qualified to be able to take that new deduction. So we just need to be able to show that the owner regularly is consulting with advisors and they're negotiating and executing leases. They're managing and supervising the rental activity of their properties. And is this activity happening throughout the course of the year? Are they spending at least 250 hours dealing with this type of thing? And if we can show that we're doing that, we have a nice deduction that was not there previously. Very, very nice. And uh, for businesses purchasing uh, equipment and investing in equipment, what, what uh, are some of the goodies in this bill? Goodies in this bill include 100% depreciation expensing in the first year, which is huge. The nice thing about what we're calling the new bonus depreciation versus using Section 179, which in the past, if we couldn't get enough depreciation in the first year, we could always write off an asset through Section 179. Well, the problem would be when you would sell that asset, all of a sudden you had to recapture that Section 179 deduction that you took in the year that you bought the asset and oftentimes it would be at a higher tax rate than what the rate you were in at the time you took the deduction. So that caused some problems out there. So with the new 100% bonus depreciation, we don't have that problem where it comes around and it slaps you a few years down the road when you want to sell the property or the piece of equipment that you've taken the, the depreciation on. So it's actually giving us a little more flexibility on the planning side when businesses are buying equipment and sometimes even vehicles as long as they're over the 6,000 pounds will then qualify as a piece of equipment. So some, some nice planning uh, strategies and planning ability for those types of businesses. Uh, there's some limits on popular itemized deductions. What should folks be aware of? Itemized deductions basically, well, basically have been phased out for probably 80 or 90% of, of Americans. And that's due to the fact that standard deduction was doubled. So standard deduction in the past, let's say it was $12,000, it's now um, $24,000. Or a retired person, it's $26,600. So it gives you the opportunity to potentially deduct more than what you did in the past but it gets offset with the loss of the personal exemptions. So they sometimes are a wash, sometimes one comes out ahead or the other one would have come out ahead, but it's our new rules. And you know, for those who don't have a lot sitting on their itemized deductions, it's great for them. But under the itemized deductions, for those who are still itemizing, your state and local taxes are limited to $10,000. That is fine for somebody who lives where I live in Idaho, but not so fine for my clients who are living maybe in California or over on the East Coast because their, their property taxes are higher than the $10,000 amount. So that's hurting them on that side. On the flip side, charitable contributions have always been limited to 50% of our income. They're now, now they bump that up to 60%. So it gives us a little bit more for those who are charitable in, inclined that they can actually give a little bit more away without having to have it um, held for a future year. 
And uh, deduction opportunities have expanded. Uh, what are some of the deduction opportunities that folks can add um, to their tax planning? Are you thinking deductions in traditional businesses or what type of business? Uh, in traditional type of businesses. Okay. Okay. Well, traditional type of businesses, we basically can deduct any type of a deduction that's considered necessary and ordinary. So sometimes as a business owner, what's necessary and ordinary in my business is not necessary and ordinary in your business, Elsie. And so we have to look at those types of parameters. Uh, we did lose a deduction out there that affects certain kinds of businesses, and that was the entertainment deduction. In the past, we were able to take clients out to a ball game of some sort, golf, those kinds of things that were considered more on the entertainment side. And we did lose that deduction under the new tax law. Meals, and meals are still there, but the entertainment piece isn't. Um, there for a while, it looked like we were going to be losing the meals, but we were able to save those at the last minute, which I know a lot of my clients breathe the sigh of relief that we still had our meals. And... But overall, the basic business deductions are pretty similar to what they were before, making sure that they meet that necessary and ordinary definition, which is different for every single business. So no more ball games of, <laughs> in, in, in some sorts of entertainment. Uh, you had mentioned the meals, and there's also three new business meal categories that you've shared. Um, can you share them with my listeners? You bet. We have three types of meals now, where in the past we basically had one type. In the, in the, under the older tax law, all meals were capped at 50%. Unless you were a long-haul truck driver or operated a train or something along those lines. They have their own separate set of rules. But for the average taxpayer. Now we have employee meals, we have business meals, and we have travel meals. And... For the most part, travel meals and business meals are at 50%. Employee meals, if we do them correctly, it can be deducted at 100%. So it takes some good record keeping to make sure we got them in the right category so that we can take the appropriate percentage correctly on your income tax returns. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. Dave and his team at The Real Asset Investor have syndicated many successful real estate and ATM projects over the last decade. Now his team has an exclusive opportunity for investors in the coal space. Do you want to be part of an energy project that takes conventional coal and cleans it up by extracting liquids while releasing almost zero emissions? The sale of these liquids can produce strong double-digit cash flow and aggressive tax benefits against ordinary income, all while using America's number one most plentiful resource in a responsible, efficient manner. Now that's non-conventional. For more information on this exclusive opportunity, you can visit therealassetinvestor.com or contact the Real Asset Investor team at info at therealassetinvestor.com. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. 
Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. Now, from a, taking a proactive approach to taxes, Diane, what are some of the, um, I would say, what's the framework and what would you suggest as a tax coach of how um, listeners can structure their tax planning throughout the year? Because this is not just a last minute, you know, in April phone call to, uh, to a CPA. Um, what are some of the things that you can suggest and what is an overall strategic approach to it that you can share? Okay. What I find is that most people haven't even really thought too deeply about tax planning. To them, tax planning seems to be, I'll talk to my accountant at the end of the year. I'm going to run out and buy a piece of equipment or something. We'll take the depreciation on it and we've done tax planning. Well, that's not tax planning. That's throwing the Hail Mary at the last second before the clock runs out. Actual, true, proactive tax planning means sitting down with your financial advisor, your tax preparer, your tax coach, whoever that person might be, and developing a plan that's going to allow you to take advantage of some of the various tax strategies that are out there. And in that plan, you're going to want to do things like take a look at your entity. Have you outgrown that entity or are you about to outgrow that entity? Is that entity serving you in the best way it possibly can, not just from a tax standpoint, but from other areas as well, looking at from the liability standpoint, from the fringe benefit standpoint, some of those types of things. Then taking a look at, do we have the right retirement plan in place? And see, a lot of times I see that companies have outgrown their retirement plan. Maybe they've set up something years ago and in the course of growing this business and, and handling employees and all the stuff that goes along with the business, they haven't really paid attention to it. They just kind of put it on, on coast or whatever. And now it's time to sit down and take another look at that retirement plan. Or maybe they've been so busy running that business that retirement planning wasn't something they even thought about. So it's now time to sit down and take a look at that as part of their overall tax plan. Is there a particular type of retirement plan that allow them to make up for some of those lost years and be able to get some money in there? Other times we're looking at money sitting in a retirement plan, maybe from a prior job that they've had. And maybe we can roll that into something and allow them to potentially invest out in the real estate market or whatever it is that they're looking at. So there's a lot to do in the retirement planning area. Then we also, as part of our tax plan, we're also looking at family members. Is there anybody that they're supporting? And if they have children that are more than seven years old, can we put them to work in the business? The IRS says a child has to be at least seven to be able to work in your own business. So what can we do? What kind of duties can we find for that child to do? And we do have to keep a timesheet. We do have to pay them a payroll check. 
depending on the entity type for the business, we may or may not have to withhold things like Social Security and Medicare. But we want to make it a legitimate payroll so that it can't be questioned. And we've dotted our I's and we've crossed our T's. And then go ahead and put some of that money into something like maybe a Roth IRA or something for that child. Or put it into something that's going to allow for some college planning. So there's a lot to be done in that arena, as well as working with your parents. Sometimes we look at strategies where we'll gift the, some of the equipment to the parents and then rent it back from them. So giving the parents some income coming in, especially if you're already supporting them out of your own personal funds, can we move it from a non-tax deduction area to a tax deductible area? So tax plans get kind of creative depending on the goals and dreams and desires of the particular business owner that we meet with. Absolutely. And this is something that uh, for my listeners, you should be on top of this. And this is a, uh, this is a process uh, that's ongoing throughout the whole year, not just one week or a couple of days. Um, and this is one of the areas I think that should be a, a, the primary focus of any business owner and any investor um, if we're trying to copy what the wealthy do, because this is an area that they really, really uh, spend a lot of time and energy on uh, and to try and legally minimize their taxes as much as possible. Um, Diane, this is an area where there's so much going on. There's so many new developments and still rulings um, and changes. I just think of opportunity zones, right, um, uh, as well. What are some of the things that you're studying right now and what are some of the things that you're looking at um, from a professional standpoint too um, in adding some skill sets and, and development? Well, I've been working on a lot of continuing education classes. Um, I always take a lot, but more so with the new tax law because it has opened up things like an opportunity zone, which allows you to Take a deduction on the capital gains that you would have to take otherwise when you sell a piece of property because you're investing over into a, a part of the country that is maybe struggling to recover, is not performing the way that it should be performing, and, and they've identified these various opportunity zones all across the U.S. So over a period of about 10 years, you can eliminate all of the capital gains tax that you would normally have paid otherwise. So that's a nice little strategy for the right person. We also have strategies for clients who are selling investment properties or businesses where we're able to couple a installment sale with a monetized loan. And when we do that, we can defer the income tax from that transaction for 30 years down the road and basically put about 95% of the money that would have been paid for income taxes back into my client's hands. So that allows them to now go ahead and, and invest that money into the next property, the next business, the next whatever it might be, and not have to frantically look around and try to find a property that might fit a 1031 exchange or something along those lines or write the big checks to the IRS or the state governments. So we've got some nice strategies like that that we use for people in the right circumstances. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it. 
uh, by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? I would have to say my first principle is going to be one that I've embraced many times over my own life, and that is never give up. Uh, my business has gone through a major earthquake when I was located down in California and it leveled over half the buildings in our town. You picked up your feet and you figured out how to piece it back together and make it work. Um, many years later, I went through a terrible, terrible, nasty divorce where I lost most of all the properties and stuff that I had. Figured out how to pull it back together and you take off and you reinvent yourself and you go again. Uh, the recession was another one. You just reinvent yourself and you take off and go again. So never, ever giving up, being willing to be flexible and move in whatever direction you need to move to, to be able to be the best you that you can be and help those around you. That was probably two or three wrapped in one, wasn't it? <laughs> those are all powerful and you make such a great point. It's just... You know, you just find a way if there's adversity and there's setbacks, which in life you're, you're guaranteed them, um, you find a way to get back up, reinvent yourself and push forward. And then I would say my next strategy would always to be a giver. As long as you are giving back to those around you in whatever form that takes, you will be blessed and you will find yourself being accomplishing what you want to accomplish strictly because you're blessing others, whether it's a matter of introducing two people together who might be able to accomplish something that they couldn't if they, you know, didn't have each other's skill sets, or if it's actually getting involved in something in the local community, or it's volunteering somewhere, there's all ways that we can give back. But being giving and to give first, and then everything else does fall into place when you're willing to be a giver and to give first. Yeah, those are uh, so powerful, and I appreciate you sharing them. Diane, where can my listeners learn more about you? Where can they learn more about your services, and where can they reach out and connect? Well, the best way for them to learn more about me is to go out to www.taxcoachforyou.com. That's the words taxcoach, the number four, Y-O-U.com, and go forward slash ninja where we would love to gift them with my 2018-2019 tax planning guide, where we'll be talking about a lot of the little strategies that I just lightly touched on here in our conversation and kind of explaining some of the changes in the new tax law at the same time. And then after that point, if they would like to go on out to the regular website, we've got books that we give away for free. We just ask they help us with the, the shipping and handling on them where I'm able to share some of these actual strategies in a little more in-depth, or they can reach out to me at Diane, D-I-A-N-E, at taxcoachforyou.com. I'd love to have a conversation with any of your listeners because I am such a believer in giving back and sharing educational information and doing my part to leave a legacy behind in the educational area. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of this knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. Uh, it's been a blast having you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me on your show. This has been great.
Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments, Penumbra Solutions, at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.